Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Comma Chat podcast. And with me today, I have a uh, friend of mine called Chris Murphy. Hello, Chris. Hello. Can you uh, give everyone a little bit of a short summary of who you are, what you do? So... I am basically a car finder, so my Instagram is the car finders. I source prestige cars for people. I also run the Mansori franchise in the UK. Mm. How long have you been sourcing cars for? Uh, about 12 years. So I started it originally when I was straight out of university, just importing American cars. It kind of grew from there and just kept on sort of... I moved down to London and had various people asking me for bits and pieces and I'd just go out and source them and it's grown from there, really. Was that just, like, started off with people you knew being like, hey? Yeah, well, it started off because I had... My dad had imported a, a, an American car, so I knew the process. Um, and I had a friend that wanted a, a Mustang at the time, so I helped him import it. Then I did a little advert that I could do that sort of thing. And it just got, it sort of went from there. And the... the just trying to avoid smoking the table. The, uh, <laughs> the, the sort of inquiries increased and the people that wanted the service that I was providing tended to be people that had very little time or didn't really know where to look for a car and it was it was sort of at the birth of of when people were buying that sort of car on the internet it wasn't quite as big as as it, it certainly wasn't as big as it is now and uh, so people like for example Ferrari Manchester wouldn't advertise that they had a red 430 brand new red 430 in stock but there might be there's a guy in London that he'd gone into Ferrari London and they had a black one and he wore a red one mm. and all I was doing was calling dealers around the country and saying have you got a red one have you got a red one have you got a red one um, but now obviously everyone advertises online so it's a bit harder but I've got my sort of core client base now so yeah it's kind of funny that, that sort of thing you just, I always find it a bit odd <clears throat> when I get people ask me like hey do you know anyone that has like a let's say whatever 720S for sale have you not got Google? Yeah. Like everyone that's selling their stuff 
has it on the internet okay maybe not quite but yeah generally it's funny because i i'll often get inquiries from people where they say i'm looking for an off-market such and such like well what's wrong with the ones that are on market oh well i've seen them it's like okay so why have you not bought one of them what's the reason for for not getting one of the cars like, oh, it's, no, I don't know I'm not sure about this are there any others and people now are so spoiled with choice that they they're looking they're always looking for something else or a deal or I've, I think my experience I've been relatively lucky with buying cars sort of on market off market type thing in the sense the only one that was potentially really tricky was my GT3 RS mm. well the F40 took a bit of time but and that at the time, I was just sort of looking for the car vaguely for like a month, but not just seeing what was out there. Mm. And then I think I checked the Porsche internal, like what they've got available on their network yeah. one morning at yeah. like eight o'clock. And there was an Aqua Blue GT3 RS. I'm like, oh, sweet, cool. And I, I think the, probably the process from me deciding to buy the car or wanting to buy a car and finding that one was like two weeks yeah. and not a lot of effort. So I didn't think of that as a particularly difficult experience. Yeah. And then fast forward a couple of years or whatever, you find out that actually certain specs or well-specced cars can be really difficult to find yeah. and can take a really long time. Absolutely. Especially if people, if people are picky about what they want or they're, you know, they're, they've got certain requirements. I think... Now with the network that I've got, it's a lot easier to find or contact dealers, you know, maybe find something that's not that's not yet on the market or like you said, mm. that, that your Porsche probably just had probably just come into stock and you were, you got a bit lucky on it. But there's um it's 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 now it's a lot harder now than it was. It's an interesting one. Are there sort of things that I remember I think it was my mum or someone saying, Oh, I bought it in silver it was a Mercedes or something. I bought it in silver so that it's easy to sell. Now, obviously, that's, that's a load of rubbish, but it's, it's spilled by a lot of salespeople out there. Like, yeah. oh, if you get it in black, it'll be easy to sell. You do get that sometimes. I think I think nowadays with the with the way Ferrari, McLaren, everyone get they get their big clients to spec up the cars to a certain level, and they make them go a bit more individual, tailor made or MSO or whatever it is, and. You know the stories of dealerships saying you can't have a pizza unless you go tailor made, and you can't have this unless you know. And I think that's changed a lot of people's mentality about what is sellable and what isn't. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that that will that will pay a little bit more for something that's unique, and they'll pay. You know, they'll. I know guys that won't buy a red Ferrari, but obviously, yeah. if you speak to a Ferrari salesman, they'll say, "Well, you know, a red one's worth five k more than any other color." You know, so it just part it does the, part of the fact that every single one is red. Yeah, yeah, but it, it just it does depend on. Um, I guess it always depends on the customers, but I'm sure black sells better than other cars, and there's periods where white has sold very well. And I but. think some car, like with the prevalence now of wrapping, mm. if you get, for example, a black car, you can wrap it and the door shuts look okay, unless yeah. you without going crazy on the wrapping. Yeah. You can turn any car, any colour, yeah. as long as... But you wouldn't necessarily want to turn a yellow car green or something. Obviously, it can be done. Yeah, I think at the lower level, I think a lot of people... I think wrapping is now getting... Is, is still growing because people like that idea of... Buy, well, I'll just buy a black one and then I'll wrap it because I, you know, I know not everyone's going to buy chrome red or not yeah, everyone's going to exactly. buy... You know, I can, I can turn my Range Rover SVR and Rosso Fuoco or whatever, but... But then there are people out there that, that will that will spend fifteen grand on a paint job with Range Rover or whatever because 
doesn't matter to them yeah it's 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 some of the cars you see for sale yeah and you're just like I wow. found a great one the other day which is a I think it's with Land Rover in I think it's Leeds or well certainly Yorkshire and it was um, Miami Blue with Gulf Orange Range Rover Vogue autobiography oof and it oof. was it was it was Miami Blue with with Gulf Orange detail it was absolutely terrible why, why yeah um, but someone had, had obviously paid an awful lot of money to have that made in their own colour maybe I don't know whether they decided it, it can't have been a, a drunk salesman that, that specced it up but yeah sometimes you see dealership cars that are super wacky <laughs> yeah um, like some things I, I feel like on a certain value of car like any car actually now pretty much like my M2 it was specced by a dealer and it has like there aren't very many options mm. but it doesn't have heated seats and the heated seat option is like 200 quid yeah. or something like that and they didn't spec it and you can't retrofit it and it does I, the rest of the car and everything worked but that annoys me on a daily basis like why did you not spec heated seats yeah like, it's a strange isn't it for such a small difference in, in price but people don't spec heated seats on all sorts of cars yeah. going up and I feel like it's quite a, once you've had it you're like whoa this is <laughs> this is a great illusionary I remember hearing a story of a um, a 918 that went to it was, it was either the UAE or Saudi and they didn't the person ordering it like the person who put through the order didn't spec aircon wow so there is a 918 out there that doesn't have aircon and obviously the customer's, customer's <laughs> like, well, uh, I wanted aircon. And who's going to buy that car? Yeah. Did you just assume it was standard, I guess? And then it's turned up and it's like, well, well hold on. What do you mean it's not got aircon? Yeah. Probably, I imagine it probably has like one of those no cost rubbish options to yeah, reuse yeah. weight. You forgot, but you didn't tick the box. It's like, well, <laughs> obviously I need aircon. Yeah, that's a strange one. I remember driving, when I got my G3RS, I went and did a Porsche experience thing at the yeah, Porsche yeah. Experience Centre and you could drive at the time it was a, a Gen 1 997 a Gen 2 997 and then a 4 litre yeah. back to back in yeah. over like an hour and a half or whatever and the the Gen 2 didn't have aircon the one that they had and I just don't understand who specs that no. people go oh no it's because you're like hardcore and it saves weight like, yeah but you start sweating within about three seconds of driving it you and therefore windows. you're going slower <laughs> yeah. yeah true yeah <laughs> it is crazy so the other part of your business or a part of it is yeah. you're now selling mansories yes how did that come so, about so well as car finders I had several inquiries for mansory products and, and I'd done a couple of cars to a few customers in London and we'd specced up I think the first one we did was uh, the red Aventador one of the first ones it was a bright red Aventador yeah that was pretty uh, cool also Mars one I was cruising around London um, and Mansori basically at the time didn't have any uh, didn't have a representative in the UK this was about four years ago so I've, I've, I've been dealing with, with Mansori for like 10 years anyway not exclusively just kind of buying parts here and there and bits and pieces and um, I'd always gotten quite well with with Mansouri, so I approached him and said, "Look, you've not got anyone in the UK at the moment. What's what's going on? Do you want someone?" And they said, "Well, if you're going to have exclusivity, you need to have a showroom. You need to have this. You, you know, we need to talk about minimum minimum spend or whatever." So I went to one of my good clients at the time and approached him and said, "Look, 
you know this is an opportunity do you want to get involved we'll do it together and, and we did it so took the franchise about three years ago and yeah we just we just stock a few Mansouri cars and supply kits and wheels and all the bits and pieces yeah I imagine it's one of those companies where do, do people most people that are coming to you to buy a Mansory mm. they want their own <clears throat> Mansory or most people, people that come buy to me spec know, cars yeah well mo- most people that come to me they know what they want and they will buy all a lot of the time you know the things with Mansory is you can do whatever you want and a lot of people will see the the show cars that they do at Geneva and you know all the rest of it and they say well oh, I'm not you know I'm not convinced with this and but a lot of it's a lot of that those complaints come from the European markets and America's a huge market the Middle East is a big market Asia's a massive market for Mansouri and they do have clients that will look at you know for example I had a client that called me and she she wanted she was absolutely adamant she wanted the the blue uh, it's called the blurry on wraith which is like a chrome blue mm. she wanted that chrome blue on her ghost but then she wanted the interior from another car that was on the mansuri stand two years before so we met which from the palm edition wraith so we made we basically put the two together mm. and she had a chrome blue outside with like gold and gold and white interior on a on a ghost um and it you know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea but I, I loved it but she they they kind of people can spec up what they want and the reason Mansory do these elaborate stands is so that people can see the different weaves they can see the different stitching on the interior they can see the different colors and they can it's almost like a catalog so you can say well i want you know i want my, I want you to do my range rover but i want it i want the exterior the same color as the 2015 for, yeah. for dbs and i want the in, you know so it, it's and that works for them. That really does work for them. But there are there's there's kind of two two areas to the business in the UK. Part of it is the part sales, where guys will just want a set of wheels, or they just want a rear spoiler for an Aventador. Is that quite big? It is. Yeah. What sort of percentage? Um, well, I'd say it's probably fifty fifty. Yeah. Um, we turned over. I think our parts part sales last year was about a million pounds, mm. um, mostly to the UK. But obviously, some of it was. Middle Eastern guys in the UK or, or sort of people that are based in the UK but not necessarily English yeah. um, so we've done quite a few you know the Bentayga is a massive seller at the moment for us um, and interestingly the used car prices for Mansouri Bentaygas is a lot better than the used car prices of Bentley Bentaygas really that is yeah. that's not necessarily what you would expect no no not at all but it obviously means all. certain people want that stuff because yeah, I I remember you were saying about the um was it Rosso Mars Aventador? Yeah. I came and did some photos That's for you guys yeah, a while ago. Yeah. And that was the first time I think I'd seen some Mansory cars that I think I didn't want to throw <laughs> up. Like, I mean, you see the ones at the shows yeah. and they are nuts. Yeah. Just, just crazy. Like you're saying, to showcase what you can do. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be what you what? do do. Yeah. And um, I think there was a, was a ghost, maybe? Possibly, mm-hmm. which one? or like an Arnage or something, which was black was and silver. Oh, flying spur, flying spur, yeah, 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 yeah. And that just—I remember looking at that and going, "Actually, this just looks quite cool." Yeah, like it just looks a bit cooler. Yeah, it's a bit than <laughs> yeah than the normal flying spur. Yeah, it's just a bit more aggressive. Yeah, that was that was um, black with matte silver or satin silver yeah. through the. Body I think the interior was in- interior was brown or was, something. Yeah, the interior was black leather with brown stitching. And then like brown carbon fiber, yeah, yeah, 
that car's in uh, Manchester now. Do you see a lot of these cars again? Yeah, they almost always come back because we're the best place to sell it because we know what we've done to it. We know the value of what's been done to it. You know, the whatever you think of Mansori, design-wise or whatever else, the quality is is very good. So mm. the, the actual finish of the car, the of the carbon and everything else is very good. So um, they do get they get involved with carbon fiber for OEM. Um, so they work quite a lot with they've done quite a lot for Fiat Group and Porsche and various people. So yeah, that was going to be a question of mine. Like, what is a significant part of Mansory build making doing carbon for other people? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't think they, I don't know how much they actually supply to other manufacturers, but I know, I know they've done, they used to do a lot with Bentley. They've done a lot with, they have their own sort of carbon fiber production facility. So they produce their own carbon, but they're just very good at, at carbon. And carbon's a, it's a really difficult product to work with because it's so porous that you have to trap, you have to basically trap all the air holes before you can do anything to it. So before you paint it or finish it, you have to, you have to secure those air holes basically and that sometimes people don't realize that carbon has to be painted and lacquered cannot can be you know six seven times right so to actually get a good finish on it it it, it costs a lot and takes a lot of time to actually get a good finish yeah and then you see um people doing bare carbon yeah body kits and, and whatever stuff and it's it's always <laughs> not it's not lighter than paint no because they've no. got so oh, thick. It's so yeah. thick and stuff. Yeah. Did you see that Koenigsegg did a? They've done a new Regera. Ca- carbon, carbon Regera. Regera yeah, and they call it KNT or something. KNC. Koenigsegg and, Naked Carbon. Yeah, and as far as, far as I'm aware, what they, they've basically got no gloss. Yeah, finish over the top. They've sort of basically just sanded it. They've made it and then sanded it all back down to the fibers again. Yeah, crazy. crazy. But they're, they're buying. I know they, they. There's a there's a company in. I've actually got some samples with me today, but there's a company in America called Carbitex that actually make a carbon fiber material, which is um, which they produce bags with. They sell it to Porsche Design, they sell it to Toomey. Hmm. So all the Porsche Design bags and all the rest, they're, they're, they, they supply, their, their carbon is supplied by Carbitex in, in America. But Koenigsegg are also listed as a, as a customer of Carbitex on Carbitex website. Oh, right. So I'm not sure what they do but I mean it's it would be it's feasible that that could just be like a material finish I don't know. yeah oh, it's all it's all crazy it's, it's a very easy way of like adding another 300 400 grand or whatever to the price of a car absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> that's the thing I guess you know some of the when you see you know MSO even Pagani Koenigsegg the, the sort of price they charge for the the extra naked carbon options it's just obscene it is is absolutely <laughs> mental it's great though i love it it's but, cool yeah. yeah and like i i'm not one for just bare carbon all over like black it's just yeah. I, it's just too much in terms for when i'm looking at something now if it's tied nicely in and it's it's got a tint and it looks more like a color yeah. with yeah. carbon kind of coming through it yeah then I'm, I'm all about that but yeah you do get some i mean some people i've got friends that just absolutely love carbon like yeah. to the point of ridiculousness well, so I love carbon I'm a massive massive fan of carbon and some of the different weaves that that Mansori do none of the other manufacturers are really doing it at the moment but some of the weaves that Mansori do are absolutely bonkers and the way that they do it is very is really clever but I think you're right I like to I like to put a little colour in there you know especially when you keep it all when you lacquer it all at the same level so mm. there's no you know so yeah I do yeah big fan of big fan of carbon I remember there was an Aventador 
was the first time I think I'd seen Mansory Carbon and as uh, something different. I thought that was pretty cool. It was the, I guess it was a Carbonado or something like yeah. that. And it had, it looked, um, the, the weave almost looked like little stealth bombers. bombers. It is, yeah, little bombers, yeah. I, I, I was yeah, just like, really what? <laughs> it is really clever. That was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, in your like, buying and selling cars all the time. Yeah. Do you get stuff in as stock and then it's a massive mix, I imagine. Sometimes people want to offload stuff and you help them or... Yeah, generally we don't... We actually don't hold a lot of a lot of physical stock. You know, we do quite a bit of sale and return, but most of the time, a lot of our deals go on behind the sort of behind the scenes, off-market cars where, you know, we might not even see the car. You know, sometimes, you know, for, for example, I've got a, a client at the moment whose car's sat in Geneva and... You know, I know the car. Everyone knows the car, but it's 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 sat there. The customer's going out to see it, and we've all agreed figures and deals on the rest of it. And he'll go and stand next to it, and if he likes it, he'll do it. But yeah. Sometimes I'll fly out there and, and inspect the car for the client. And sometimes they want to do it themselves. But they're all different. But yeah, a lot of the deals we do are not off, are completely off market. And don't you know? People don't see the deals happening. They just you know. So some of the stock we don't advertise as well. We've got plenty of cars that people say oh you know I want to sell this but I don't want it you know I don't want everyone to know that I'm selling yeah. so don't want any manufacturers know I'm selling well, it well there is there is that yeah the manufacturers but also there's a there's a vanity thing as well for some people and it's it's a it's strange because I don't know why you would why you would care if if you know if you want to if you want to sell your Pagani and but you don't want everyone to know you're selling it you know I don't see where I don't understand that really but I guess some people worry that people are going to say oh maybe he needs the money yeah but you know, it's. I, don't know. I think there's there's loads of different angles on that. One, you don't necessarily. You know, some people might want people to still think they own the car. Yeah. But I mean, you know, get over yourself if you're that person. <laughs> yeah. I can understand if you've got a car that's, I don't know, a couple of million pounds or something, and you're selling it, but like the people around you don't necessarily know it's a couple of million pounds. Mm-hmm. And they might get like slammed. Oh, let's say, let's say you sold a 250 GTO or something, yeah. And you've had it for ages, and you've sold it for whatever 30, yeah. 40, 50 million or something. Yeah. You may not want your ex-wife to know that you've sold it for 50 million. Or, you know, like there's, there's scenarios yeah, where this, this day and age, you sold it cheap if you sold it. For 50 million. <laughs> but but no, I know what you mean. I guess there are scenarios where you don't really know necessarily what's going on in his private life or. But it is, well, yeah, no, it is. It is slightly. Yeah. I know there are some, there are some countries in the Middle East where they're not. They're not. They're not supposed to sell their cars. They're not supposed to sell. So the idea is that they they're supposed to gift. All oh, right. Um, they're supposed to gift their material wealth to other people less fortunate, and obviously they don't do that. But I met someone once, and he 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 might have had sort of two cars. One that he used all the time. Yeah which was like an F12 or something like that at the time. And then um, the other one was like a, he he was trying out different stuff. And I think at the time he had a LaFerrari and he was like, oh yeah, like I don't, I didn't get it to try and make money on it and I'll sell it. Like when I get rid of it, I'll just sell it for like what I paid for it to someone I know or whatever. And you're like, what? What? Like it's all very well saying this. I don't know. Like, you know, whether (laughs) people do this in, in reality. Do you not say, I'd like to buy it? Yeah, I'll buy it <laughs> at list your, price. I will be your friend. When you want to get rid of it, I will buy it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I broke that deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
when you're when you're sort of finding cars for people yeah do you just like call up your mates and be like hey you've got that yeah it, it can be awkward sometimes because a lot of my clients have become friends and i had one very recently where a good mate of mine had got one of the very first g63s in the uk and i had a client that said i want one i want one i want one and i obviously knew he had one he didn't want to sell it and i said look come on i'll give you you know i'll get you a nice premium we'll you know everyone will be happy no oh, the wife's loving it at the moment she doesn't want to sell it. i was like come on come on um and he ended up not doing a deal but i think it depends on the good thing is because i think most of my contacts now it's all it's pretty much in my head so if, if someone says depending on what the car is i know the best place to go and try and find that mm. or you know or if, or if, if it's someone after a if it's a classic or a new car, or depend, it depends on what it is and who, who you talk to, really. But I've got favourite dealers that, you know, that will supply me a car, a slightly better deal than yeah. others and whatever else. So it depends on, depends on what's, what's required, really. Yeah, and you know, like, I, I get asked quite a lot, do you, know, do you know of an XYZ for sale? Yeah. The common one is, do you know of a low-mileage, nice red F40 for sale? Yeah. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could probably paint one. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. There is always a price. So, with all these sort of things, do you end up specking cars for people? Yeah, yeah. How does that come about? Like, obviously, Mansory, you are sort of doing the process with them. Yeah. So, cars- with, Man- with Mansory, we, we would literally sit down with the client and say, "What well, you know, go through a few things, give them the options." It always changes through the process. It's never normally the same. You know what? They'll come in with an idea, and it will normally change. But um, with with new cars, I'll get people that will say, will ask for advice, and whether it's whether they, you know, if they're as we were saying earlier, whether they want, if they want to keep the car, if they want to, if they're buying it to sell, or and sometimes it's guys that just. Uh, I've, I've got one guy who um, got an eight one two order and. Ferrari said, look, you know, if you want, you're going to have to come out to the factory, spec it up. We, you know, we're going to do it, go to the Italia, everything else. Hmm. And he was like, you go, <laughs> you, you do it, you do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no problem. We'll, we'll sort that out. So just went over and, you know, had a phone, couple of phone yeah. conversations with him and let's do this, let's do this. Like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. So yeah, it's everyone's different really. There is. And I, I've, I've seen it, I've seen it on Instagram. A friend of mine helped help someone spec a Porsche or something and um, there, I mean there are definitely people that are better at specking cars than yeah. other people and yeah. the more you know about the industry and let's say Porsche for example yeah. I when I was getting my Boxster there was like if you didn't tick the I want aircon like the, the correct aircon option you don't end up with aircon that you set the temperature like, and that's the same I think on the 911 like if you don't it might have changed now, but the basic aircon was just like a hot cold blower. Right. Like obviously it cooled down. And you just decide how, how much you want it to blow what temperature of air. Like you don't set the temperature. That was a, like a 150 pound option or something. But if you don't tick that, you don't get it. Yeah. Like, well, what? So I can see how if you're a bit of a, you've bought and sold a lot of cars. Yeah. You're like, okay, you've got to tick this, you've got to tick this, yeah, you've got to tick this, you've got to tick this there's certain options that you've just got to have anyway like you know you've got to have lift system on a Lambo yes it isn't don't think about it you've just got to have lift system on a Lambo you know and I've got certain clients that will always have they have to have the upgraded sound system yeah it's not necessarily that much better than the normal sound system but 
they've got to have I generally tick that box yeah I think it's I think it's one of those things and it's not audibly these days and a lot of people will play through their their um, iPod or whatever so it's actually it's not it's not making a huge difference mm. but it's it is a nice thing to have the better sound system the problem with those sorts of things is you can't often try them all out true it's not like you can load up the configurator and be like yeah. okay i'll just print that car yeah. and then i'll get in it like yeah. you want to try out all the different suspension options yeah. like drive it back to back on these wheels or like and in the early days of the car in the in like you know a lot of these time by that sometimes when they release an 812 a pista whatever it's sold out yeah it's too late it's too late so you've got you've had to have already spec'd it pretty much i mean not quite but you know there's there's no chance to test drive these things um yeah. You've just got to accept that you're going to love it. I find that really difficult because I remember calling up. It was, it was a, a I was a, a friend of mine wants to buy a Hurricane or something mm-hmm. like that, and he wants to do a test drive, and the dealership was like, "No one really does test drives anymore." Yeah. Okay, you can, but like this is rare. <laughs> And I saw in someone the other day, they were like, most people don't, a lot of people don't test drive stuff. And actually, if I think about cars that I'm probably going to buy in the future new, they're probably slightly rare. They're probably not around to test drive, which is kind of bullshit. Like, you should be able to drive a car before you buy it. Even though, if you think about it, even to, you know, for example, the new G63 or a new Panamera Turbo or whatever. You know, new Cayenne Turbo. They're not. Most of the dealers aren't going to have one on in stock that you yeah. can go and test drive. Oh, you want to drive an M2? No, no. <laughs> no, you can have it or you can not have it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy, that isn't it? It is. Like, there's not many. I can't think of many other industries. I'm sure there's some luxury industries where it's a similar sort of thing. Yeah, but you, you know, go it's, in. It is. It is strange. You almost have to take it on. Well, I had someone yesterday that was asking. He asked me for the. Um, Panamera Sport Turismo he said mm. you know I really want one um, he wants a Turbo S hybrid which is quicker than 918 yeah um, and but there's very few in stock in anywhere no. in England and there's no way you can test drive it you just have to accept that it's Porsche a great one. car a press one have they yeah okay um, I also heard of someone I think it was a Turbo SE hybrid someone bought one like 180 grand or whatever yeah. they are yeah um, kept it for 6 months sold it back to Porsche for like 130 or something and then six months later bought it back off Porsche because no one buys them for like 90 it was something it was something ridiculous like that just like boom 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 yeah those sorts of cars 100% depreciation like it's gonna happen it's gonna be brutal yeah because they're not like the SE hybrid you I feel like you're getting that car because you want the fastest one yeah not necessarily because it's like the best no, no, or no. whatever. You just, you're getting that because it's, it's. And certainly not because it's green. <laughs> yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not Because it's not green. Because like, it's not. Green. I think it probably gets about 12 mpg. <laughs> no. But then, so, then it's, again, it's perception. Yeah. You no, know, similar. Like, oh, look, that guy's gone green. Good on him. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Saving the planet. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but so maybe, it's, you know, someone's not going to throw something at your car because you, it's a hybrid. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. Um, you see, so you see a lot of cars being bought and sold yeah. all the time. Do you have any particular favourites of things? What's, what sort of range of day-to-day, like, day-to-day do you sell? 
Well, I mean, everything. I think the the, the thing with my business is it, it isn't every day. It's you know, it's not. I don't do a deal a day. Yeah. Um, I sell it. I mean, at the moment on our on our books, as you like, I've got there's a Centenario Roadster for sale. Yeah. Uh, Huayra BC. I've got a Veyron in the storage where you, you keep yeah, your yeah. Porsche. But then I've also got an R8. 488 458 there's all sorts of bits and pieces and down to you know Mansory Range Rover little bits and pieces so it, it does vary really I tend not to get involved with the smaller stuff just because there's not so much margin in it but it's not it's yeah. you know if, if a if a good client wants me to get them a minute I'll get them a minute yeah. you know it's 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 still I'm still giving a service and I need it's it is a service at the end of the day I'm trying to I'm trying to help these guys out I'm not trying to Obviously, I need to make money, but I'm not. I'm. I am providing a service for people that either don't know how to do it, or you know, just want my expertise. Yeah, I think that's when, like, I see you as one of those people when I've got like a car problem, right? Like <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like Chris will probably have an answer. Yeah. For if this, like, no, no, if you don't, will. you might know someone. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Whatever it was recently, of you're storing one of my cars. Yeah. Super useful. Chris has some storage in London. Or things like trackers. Yeah, yeah. You oh, saw yeah, out some the trackers. Did we sell your... We sold your RS3 as well, didn't we? You did, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's an, an example of something yeah, yeah. you probably didn't make. Hopefully no, no. you made, like, no money out yeah, of. I, don't, I, don't, uh, <laughs> I made nothing, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to make you very much money, but, like, we know each other, yeah, and it's yeah. helpful to me, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And then these sorts of things, you know, someone might go and buy a Zonda down the line through you and that's yeah. it's worth selling some rubbish yeah, cars the, you know well as you said you're, you know, you're very well connected in the car industry and all the rest of it as well so it's as you say you might have a mate that's a, that wants something and you can speak to Chris and that's it's all yeah. about word of, everything so far has been word of mouth yeah, I've been uh, lucky that I've never really had to advertise yeah I suppose that you don't you don't really advertise no 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 what you guys do no is, is that difficult because you're selling a lot of cars that no one knows you've sold and buying loads of cars that you know as you buy it. Does that is that difficult sort of going forward because no one necessarily knows that you sell crazy cars? Or they do uh, I suppose it can be. Obviously, you know, I can't advertise the Huayra BC or the uh, Centenario Roadster, but it's you know, so it's it kind of puts you at a bit of a disadvantage. But it's um I don't know, it 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 does work. It does work, yeah. But yeah, obviously there's a bit of a disadvantage. But then you'll see someone advertising a Centenario, for example, that that you know, and everyone assumes, oh, he's not got the car, you know. And you might get a phone call from another broker or you know someone else who's, and it's a you know, there's no one at the end of it, and there's all sorts of horror stories. When there seems to be, I, I haven't really come across it much recently, but you, you get like websites that are advertising cars. There's some shockers. And then she's like, what are you talking some about? Like, what are you talking there, there about? That car doesn't even one. exist. I know, there was a great one, and I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a brilliant one where he's, he's, he's infamous, this guy, for doing exactly this. And he advertised a P1 GTR road legal, and he, and he put, and I, I, might, I don't think I'm wrong in this, but he put converted by Koenigsegg <laughs> to road legal specification. Yeah, no, they did five, they did five, yeah. And, and this argument was going on on Facebook or, or Instagram about about the fact that Koenigsegg... And someone actually... And I put, Koenigsegg didn't convert it. It was converted by... Lanzanti. Lanzanti. Yeah. Uh, no, that's ridiculous. I, I've, I've, I've been to the factory, I watched them do it, and I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I sent him, like, four news... Yeah, press articles, releases. Press releases. Yeah. 
Google Lanzanti, like, you know, and someone's, someone actually said, oh, Chris, you must be mistaken. He knows what he's talking about. And I'm just, I'm just thinking, what is going on here? People are taking this guy on absolute face value. He took, he also, the same guy, took a video from a Beverly Hills... What were they? They were, they were a, a company selling a massive mansion, like a $80 million mm. mansion in Beverly Hills. And in this in this video, this really well done video with a, all by, done by drone, they had a parts video. outside. Yeah, so in the, the house. In yeah. the house. He took that video, put his logos all over it, and, and had some woman stand, like, stood in front of it talking about all the <laughs> services that he does. And he just nicked this video off YouTube. And everyone's like, wow, great video. That's amazing. How, you know, how do you, that how do you get away with that? Because, for example, that mansion video, like, Everyone's everyone seen has seen the video. Then they know what know. it's for. And there were some cars in the garage. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's nuts. I know. But hopefully, people will see this and yeah, not get I mean, bitten know, too much. Well, this is the thing. I know he's taken a few people for a ride. And yeah. I think it's, it, people like that and other people that sort of other brokers I think there's a lot of there is a problem with it at the moment I think this difficult period that we're sort of going through a bit at the moment will tr- will probably get rid of a few of those guys because I think well actually it's not work. this isn't working I need to find a new career path yeah but. I think you know, the rise of sort of social media and Instagram and stuff has has created an opportunity for a lot of people yeah. to sort of get into this sort of thing yeah. who weren't in it before. Yeah. But also give them direct access to owners. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many, there's so many people you can direct message like passing and, and you know, yeah. various guys have obviously got fantastic car collections uh, and you say, Oh, I've got someone for your Koenig tech. I've yeah. got someone for this. I've got someone for that. So you're right. Instagram has given that opportunity. Definitely. So it's sort of good and bad, I guess. Good, it allows you access to more people that you may not have known about. Yeah. Bad, it allows other people more access yeah, to yeah. the people you don't yeah, know yeah. about. I find I've had people tell me like, oh, I've got X car for sale, something rare. Yeah. And then like, they don't really want to tell you what the car is or like exactly what it is. And you're like, well, like, yes, I understand where you're going. Yeah. Because if you tell me the exact car within five minutes I will know who owns it yeah. and then you don't exist but you'd hope in these sorts of scenarios that yes you, sh- you probably end up with quite a few middlemen sometimes yeah. I guess yeah. and chopping them out is cheaper Yeah. but I, if I ask someone to sell me a car and down the line they basically sold me the car sold, or sold a car for me they've earned their money mm. I think yeah, I'm not going to go with someone I've just met off the internet no. or like I think that's I think that's the the best way to do it. I think there's a lot of you know I started as a bedroom broker kind mm. of thing and it, it was it was difficult. You know I've got to the stage now where I've got a better name for myself. I've not got I've still not got sort of the the showroom necessarily and, yeah. and the just you know owning all the cars myself and the rest of it. But I've got a reasonable name for myself, I think, hopefully. And there is a trust which is the the biggest thing that you've got in the industry the trust in your name and the, you know for someone else to say oh yeah Chris is Chris is good yeah he'll yeah. look after you. And then you're okay. That's it. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. Like someone you know, who you trust, says this guy's okay. I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, cool. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Job yeah. done. Do you have any particular sort of? So you generally deal with higher end stuff yes. at the moment. Yeah. Of the current crop of crazy shit that one can buy, do you have a particular favourite like brand or car? Um, I fell out a bit with, I fell out a bit with Pagani when with the Huayra and with a few bits and pieces but the the Zonda is still absolutely my favourite car as a, as brands go I'm not I'm not necessarily 
brand loyal. I don't think there's bits, great bits and bad bits in, in all of them. I really like the Chiron, love the 918, don't necessarily love the LaFerrari. Yeah, I, I, I just love cars, really. It's kind of all of them. That's, I think, sort of how I am. Like, this specific cars are great. Yeah. And I, in my eyes, the job of the brand is not to mess that up. Like, yeah, don't yeah, screw yeah. up my view of a car that is great just because you're doing stupid stuff. Yeah, um, what do you mean? Like, the Zonda, I love the Zonda, but my love for the Zonda is slowly going down <laughs> yeah. over time. With the, fi- with the last edition, the final edition. Yeah, Super just like the edition. more stuff that yeah. keeps happening and you keep hearing about, you know, yeah. like, oh, come on, guys, just don't mess it up. The, the Valkyrie. Yes, that's a serious w- looking thing. When's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? I don't know. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. There's all sorts of cynical kind of... Well, obviously they did, they did their IPO and everything and there was a number of people talking about the, the cash, the balance being massively inflated by the second deposits of the Valkyrie mm. and all the rest of it because if 200 people... Were too, was it 250 people? 200 people. Something like that. Something like that. If all of them are putting in half a million quid into your account, all of a sudden your account's looking an awful lot yeah. better. What was the deposit process for that car? It was... I think it was 350 up front and then... And then five. When you got your confirmation when, of yeah, your you car. confirmation, you spec your car. You then have to give more and then you pay the balance. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's an, it's a big weight as well. It's a big weight. That's a big well, amount think, of money to leave well, with someone for a long I mean, time. It's, it's funny that you, that nowadays, most of these people, you know, Aston, Ferrari, all these guys are coming out saying, you know, we're building this new thing. And, and effectively with the project one the project one so far you know it's it's now you know they've built the car they've finalised the car and it's yeah. Mercedes but the, the people that have deposited on the project one have paid for the development of the, the project one of the car yeah. you know and, and not a lot of people will think about it that way because they're like well I'm getting one so it's yeah. fine and it's the same with the Valkyrie you pay the, the customers that are buying them have paid for I mean I, mean, I guess it yeah. happens all the time but it didn't used to happen I think I'd say like Elon Musk I would almost feel like started this he may not but taking a lot of money off a lot of people for a car that just does Doesn't not exist, exist yet, yeah. and then that funds it yeah, yeah which I mean it's a very smart way of doing it yeah like why raise money from people when you can well, raise money from your so, customers so Koenigsegg at the Geneva Motor Show just gone they'd obviously only just brought Regera yeah um, and they had a virtual reality tour that they were giving to all their good customers of the new car mm. which you're only available to see through glasses and people were depositing based on wearing this virtual yeah. reality headset. I remember seeing the headset, but yeah. I didn't realize what the headset was the... That's the new car. So the next uh, Regera yeah. or no, Agera. No, it's the first, It's the next one after that. It's the Rag, Ragnar, Ragnarok, whatever it's called. It's the replacement to the Agera. Yes, but it's coming after... It's not coming for like four, five years. Yeah, that's crazy. And people are depositing now. I mean, it's but that, I mean, that's when you know you're doing it right. That's when yeah. you know you've got a proper brand. You can just say... I might do this new thing. <laughs> Here's my money. Yeah. yeah. And then you, if, if a lot of people give you all the money, you're like, oh, but well, we should, well, we we should do this then. <laughs> yeah. We spent 10 grand on VR. Let's, uh, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it's crazy. So do you, do you have a particular favourite brand? Or not really? Uh, that's close to your heart? No, not really. Not really. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of... I'm a huge fan of Rolls-Royce. I don't love what they're... I don't love the new Phantom 8, but 
I think the way Rolls Royce work and the way they don't care necessarily what everyone thinks and the quality they put into it and the craftsmanship that goes into it and in a way almost the sort of the, the bespoke level that you can go to with Rolls Royce which you can't really go to mm. with anyone else they do a lot of the work in house but you know things like having the ma- all the master craftsmen they've got for the woods and all the rest yeah. of it I really appreciate that even though the chassis is still built in, built in Germany and shipped over and all the rest yeah. of it uh, Goodwood is just such an amazing facility and a if you've ever done a tour there, I don't know if you have. I haven't. I've, I'd I've like done to a go few down. tours there, and it's it's really impressive. For that reason, Rolls Royce will always have like, you know, I always like to. I like a Rolls Royce. I love driving Rolls Royces. They're effortless and the suspension's superb. And but I think as a, I'd, I'd look. I would own it. I'd definitely immediately buy a Wraith and a yeah. Dawn. I'm not sure whether I'd have a Cullinan. I definitely wouldn't have a Phantom Eight. Yeah. But I'm sure once I drive a Cullinan, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is great. Um, That's it. I've, I, I've been in a few, none of the like super new ones. I, I like the Wraith, yeah. but it's, I'm not a Wraith person. They, it's just effortless. You get but, in it, you don't feel like you're in a 42-meter-long yeah, car. I just, but, I just have a problem. I think it's just, a, it's just me. I'm not the person that wants to pull up in a Wraith. Yeah, like I, I know at the mean. moment in my life now, whatever, that's not well, the no, car. No, I, I yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm green now, so I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. <laughs> no, they are they are very nice cars. I and, don't, yeah, I don't. But they're a bit, yeah, they're just. I don't have an allegiance to any to, to yeah. any particular brand massively. Porsche is great. I, you know, I, I got invited by Porsche to go to go and sit uh, when they just announced the 918 or they hadn't actually announced the 918 at the time they were doing the first private viewings of the 918 at Visac mm. I was invited to, to Porsche to sit down have a look at it give them some feedback um, deposit if I wanted to which I, obviously I was unable yeah uh, <laughs> they uh, you know they, would have been a good purchase yeah it would have been yeah for a, for a bit and then so they you know took me around around the factory the way that they they showed it all the techniques of, of weight saving and all the rest mm. of it and how they go into it and you know their views on you know they had like for for example they all their all their wiring was made out of a certain material and by changing it to another material they save 1.2 kilos yeah. and it but it cost them an extra like million but they're like but if we save 1.2 kilos here then save 1.2 kilos somewhere else we're winning yeah um, <laughs> and that was their view and I, I like that I do like that I'm putting I know you're a big Porsche fan but yeah, I don't know. I don't have a, a particular allegiance to any one brand. Yeah, it's it's just the brands just need to not mess it up. That's all. Yeah, make good, yeah. make good cars. Yeah, have a good customer experience. Yeah. You, when you, you sound like you're going somewhere, where no, no, just uh, there's just, there's just this, people just keep that's... pissing me off at the moment. But. <laughs> I think I think McLaren are probably a victim of, of exactly what you're talking about at the moment. They they're, they're not in a good state. No, I think with not. customers, no. I. I heard a rumour recently that a couple of manufacturers, possibly McLaren, Ferrari, I'm guessing a few will do it, are considering like a another bracket of car above 812. Like McLaren would be above 720S. Like, well, that's Senna. Yeah, but like a range, like a, a, a production car. Yeah. Like, is there is there just enough people out there that are willing to spend half a million on a car above an 812 let's say if they made a thousand or something I think there is yeah they probably are aren't they yeah it's crazy it is it is crazy and when 
I remember I remember sitting down chatting to a few people when Porsche, Ferrari, and McLaren were all coming out with a million pound car, mm. and I thought to my, and I said, "This is not. This isn't going to work. This is you know that there aren't surely there aren't five hundred people around the world that will buy both like all three. There won't be yeah. You know, there's there's not someone's going to lose out here. Like Ferrari might sell all their cars, and then but McLaren won't sell any or what you know whatever. It yeah, was. and I just couldn't get my head around how they would how they would do that but since then they've all brought out another one or or something similar or something you know slightly more bonkers or particularly not so much Porsche but yeah it just seems to be going on and on it's mental and it's you see videos all the time of people's garages yeah and it's not like oh I've got a LaFerrari it's like many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I've got all of them. Like, yeah. every, like I've got like 50 cars. Yeah. All well over a million pounds. Completely, mate. There are some insane collections. Absolutely insane. And those are the ones you know about. Yeah, yeah. The ones you don't know about. Are- yeah. Suitably, everything's just it's, well. That's the thing. It's crazy. There's, there's a number. Obviously, there's a lot of people. These insta famous guys that have got these amazing collections. But as you say, there are just as many that are just as bonkers, if not more, around yeah. the world. Yeah, I reckon there's, there's yeah. There's probably there's probably more, aren't there? Yeah, and yeah. people with like, you hear stories of people that are like, oh, the Lafaris come out. I want six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that guy, do you remember? It turns out there was a bit of an insider job. I think not an insider job, but there's a, a situation that had occurred. But there was a chap in Middle East who ordered like fifteen one seven sevens. Okay. Yes, I heard about this. Um, and I think it was fifteen. I can't. Remember. And obviously, there's only seven seven. But he he had like he didn't order them. No, he didn't. Order, what I think what happened was. He was a shareholder of Aston. Yeah, this uh, is what I, I think happened. Yeah, he was a shareholder with Aston, and I think they struggled to sell them. He was owed a bit of money, something along those. lines I think they owed him a bunch of money. Yeah, or like you know, and he was like, "Okay, well, I'll take it in one seven seven. Thanks. And they've been like slowly okay. coming on market ever <laughs> yeah, since, yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> he'd been dripping them onto the market. They're an interesting car. They're like, an amazing car. Really cool. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, they don't really work around town no it's the only car I've seen a video of I think that is an an automatic gearbox that can stall <laughs> yeah yeah that's not ideal is it but they look mega they, that's the thing it just look even if you just leave it in your garage or on a wall whatever you want to do sound great sound great look great look great that's it and and now old enough that 
It doesn't have to be a crazy performance. No, no. Like, what, what cars have got nuts. I mean, everything is nuts. Like, yeah. We were saying earlier, you know, there's a 720S for sale yeah. right now that's, yeah, or yeah. might be sold now, but it was like 189,000 yeah. pounds. Yeah. And that's, I'm guessing it was a reasonably low spec car. Yeah, well, I think they start, like, you'd pick them up for between, little, well, when you were specking them up, between sort of 225 upwards. Yeah. But I remember I supplied a car to a client that was 285 list. Yeah. Because um, the performance pack ones, they, people got over 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, yeah. that's mental because they, they've come down a lot. A lot. <laughs> that is, it is such a fast car. That's an insanely fast car. For a 200,000 pound car, yeah. there's no car you can go, there's nothing close to that in no. terms of speed. No. And then you get the million pound ones, which are just like, even more bonkers yeah but I guess you, you, in that you're paying for the exclusivity yeah. and you're paying for the design whereas you know the performance is there sometimes but it's not as yeah you're not paying at that point you don't want a million people to have them no yeah you just don't want to drive down the road and have three go past yeah but quite it often seems that to be the case yeah. where like, where these people live that have multiple cars a lot of, a lot of their neighbours do yeah, yeah absolutely like if absolutely. you live on a street that the house is like 80 million pounds your neighbour who's in an 80 million pound house has probably got a few cars absolutely yeah it's pretty cool yeah some of the car parks around Mayfair and Knightsbridge that have just got P1s and laughs and yeah. that sort of stuff. Unbelievable just, stuff. Yeah. Right, so it's an interesting market and stuff out there. It is, yeah. I keep uh, sort of tossing up. I, I love singers. Yeah. But I still haven't drive, driven one. So, Max Siege, you live around the corner from me. Can, can we go for a drive, please? But, like, that, those sorts of cars, they're, they're a lot of money now. But The new Williams uh, one's, like, oh, yeah. $2 million? Yes, $2 million. I mean, looks cool. Yeah, and they said they were only going to make five. I was trying to it was more than that. I think they get well. Yeah, I think yeah. off they probably sold five yeah. at Goodwood when they launched it. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on development. Yeah, um, and they've got they've they've brought in all the right partners. The the guys that are finishing off all their carbon work and all the rest of it are the same guys that do everything for the Zagatos mm. for the Project One for the Valkyrie. So they're, they're in bed with all the right people. But it's funny that most of the work is happening in the UK. Yeah. It's, even though it's sort of it's, it's just an old oh nine six four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you've got Ruff and that gang that, and obviously, and also Gunter works are. I mean, they're not cheap either, but they they're crazy expensive. Yeah. But, but I see that. I don't know what I like. I've I've never come across one, but mm. I remember seeing the Gunter works, and they're like a million or something, or I maybe not six hundred grand. They approached me last week. They called me last week and said that they want to come to the UK. They want to bring some cars over. They're looking for a customer to buy their first UK car mm. to display at Goodwood, and they sent me through the brochure and the prices, and I was a little bit taken aback because they're charging singer rough money yeah. uh, but they, they've not got the heritage I, I believe they're doing they're doing it really well you know the quality is there those are uh, based on 993s 993s yeah or 964s yeah from what I've seen on the internet they just don't I don't know like I'm sure they've they sound like they've done everything properly yeah performance is there as well and performance and the, the but you go well. like it's it's, I think it was six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand pounds. Of All of it is nuts. Like it's just crazy. You're like you're buying an old Porsche, and yeah. you're essentially just making it fast and putting good suspension on it and a body kit, and it's now six hundred thousand pounds. Like yeah. I can see how money goes when you're building these things. Yeah, it, it, people, I mean, it's difficult for 
some people to comprehend that. But if you take, for for example, a mould, one single mould, whatever it's going to be, is going to cost you about about forty thousand pounds to make one mould, and that mould will generally fail after about. 20 or 30 pieces it, yeah. depends on how well it's made and all the rest of it but you know when you if you consider a I mean I know through the, obviously through Mansour and stuff but when you consider that uh, a, a, you know the old Porsches or whatever we're talking about there's probably 30 moulds on that car you know and uh, where you had to make you and they to expire make, after 20 yeah. Expire, yeah so you know you've got to amortise all that all mm. that money over that so that you know it's when you break it down it's actually you can understand it if you're doing it properly. You can understand why they're making it. Yeah, and if and if you're going for the everything carbon, yeah, yeah. I I think my I love the ethos behind that car, yeah. but I don't actually have any need for it to be made out of carbon fiber. No. Like most of it to be made out of carbon fiber, yeah. like for the sake of it. The interior looks amazing, all that sort of stuff. But like, if someone bumps into it or whatever, you've got to pay to fix it. And yeah. I don't know. Obviously, it's lighter. Yeah, but how much lighter versus the cost? I don't know. Yeah, well, it depends on it depends on what what the alternative is. Obviously, yes, you know. But the the big thing at the moment is there are very few places, certainly in the UK, where you can actually fix the carbon fiber. There's not there's a real well, there's, yeah. There's just not a lot of places that will do will do a very good job on it. One of one of the guys that worked on my radical the race car, he. Left where left three hundred and sixty. The guys look after my car mm. to start a carbon sort of business, yeah. working on small bits of carbon and stuff. Yeah. And they had their LMP three car in in three hundred and sixty when I was in. I had a little sit in it, and your feet are like above your face and all yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And and he was just explaining to me how he was like, you can just repair this stuff. Mm. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like basically strip it all back, real accurate, blah 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 blah. blah on the race cars it doesn't have to necessarily look no, that yeah. good it just has to be structurally sound yeah. but yeah I don't think there's like you say mm. there's not many places I think I think on the good with things like that with a where it's it's not necessarily a structural panel it's um, it's okay it's not too bad but it's I, oh, yeah. I had crack a crack or something yeah I had a I had um, a Mansour Bentega recently that had uh, the front the front splitter was badly like caught on a mm. curb and it's just replacing part because you can't you just can't fix it you'll never because it, it the finish is very is looks great it's all symmetrical the rest yeah. of it there's no way you could make it visually the same um, so you've just got to replace it but which is not cheap no it's about six six thousand <laughs> that, that is one thing when you look at something like uh, a 675 LT mm. sort of a track-ish type car obviously it's mm. expensive and they've got like carbon splitters and everything yeah. and then someone that takes that on track go splitters are consumables yeah absolutely like, it's, it's, yeah, there's yeah. different levels of ballers aren't there yeah people yeah. that just like <laughs> yeah track all sorts of stuff and yeah absolutely don't really yeah. don't really give a damn but those cars are interesting and I think my the thing with the singer is that I was slightly worried about is Let's say they make they've made a hundred now. Mm. Are they going to ramp up that production? And how many many will they have made in five years? Or yeah, true. Yeah. But then also, I guess your point about there's a lot of people that have all of the like laugh P1 whatever. So mm. there's at least something like that. There's a there's a lot of people in the world that might want one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they will increase. You know, Ed Ed Lovett's got one as well. He's, he's been trying to sell it for a long, long time. Is it, I didn't know it was for sale. I know I've seen cruise it around in a bit, but he's obviously his his GT8's part next to your your Porsche. Yeah, so you should get him to swing by as well and give you a little. Oh yeah, oh, that would be great. 
Yeah. Um, he's had it for a while. Yeah. He, he loves him. I think he's got another one in order. And maybe that's why he's trying to sell yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He absolutely loves them. That makes sense. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they are really cool. I love I love the... Um, I do love what they're doing and some of the sort of... Some of the interiors are great. In the... that's the, I think that's the bit for me that really sets them apart from the other cars, like like Ruff and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Ruff do this so much, they're, they're, you know, they're about the engineering and, yeah. and making that. But you sit in them and they're not special in inside. Yeah, I know. They're mean. like nice, but they don't look that they, level. They, they don't more, look like a million pound car. They are more about engineering. Yeah, they're more about engineering, definitely. Whereas the like the attention their own, detail. Their own tub and everything else, you know, they're, they're um, yeah, they manufacture their own tub, don't they? Right? So it's all brand new. Yeah, so the latest cars, the yeah, CTRs yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. are yeah. really, I think they're yeah, bonkers. pretty badass. Yeah, absolutely. If you could put a Singer interior on one of them, yeah. I think that, well, they've already sold them out anyway, but yeah. like, I think it would take it up a notch. So I thought I'd move on to some vague news items. We've actually been through some of these yeah. of current motors. Have you seen the um, the new Audi e-tron GT concept car? Basically looks like a Porsche Taycan. Oh. It's like this badass, muscular-looking Audi that's going to be their electric car. Okay. A bit like a sort of RS5, but oh, yeah, it yeah. looks better. Do you, do you like hybrids, electric cars? Not really. Not really. I think... No, I, I think I, I like the idea of... I mean, obviously, I like the speed. I like, you know, the... Obviously, the the torque's insane. Yeah. At the moment, I don't think... It, certainly in the UK, we're geared up for the level of electric that is coming. Hmm. Um, there's not enough charging stations. As you know, I'm down at Westfield quite a bit, and there's Tesla in there. There's I think there's like 30 charging stations around, te- around Westfield. Yeah. And they are always full. There, you know, there's there's queues of Teslas. I see that stressful. To, you know, yeah, and it's it's if you plan if you plan your day to be at Westfield for eight a.m. whatever to stick your car on charge yeah. and it's full, like what are you going to do? Just park up and leave it. What you need, they need the tech needs to get there for charging. Like I, I quite like the idea of hundred percent love to reduce emissions in cities like yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty grim and yeah. it would be better if we didn't yeah. but and I could see myself having a small electric car mm. whether it's I drive it or it drives itself or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, for a running around in London but like I say the charging point at the moment is, is not no. I couldn't charge at home no. and it takes too long to charge if you can have a space mm. imagine if they had let's say you had induction charging or something like that you could go and you were at Westfield and you were there for two hours and it took 15 minutes to charge a yeah. car up, 20 minutes yeah. to charge a car up. You could leave your car in like a little queue because they can drive themselves. Yeah, it pulls itself it out. It pulls itself queue. out. Yeah, so yeah. I know they had a problem a while ago with people leaving their cars at charges because, yeah. I mean, if you parked at Westfield and you've gone shopping, yeah, you're not going to come back to unplug it. Finished. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone, uh, Elon, someone tweeted Elon Musk being like, this is a problem, can you sort it out? And he like tweeted back and was like, we're working on it. And then a week later, the app now gives you a notification of when your car's charged, which I think it has done before. Yeah. And then you have five minutes to go and move it before you start getting charged 50p a minute. Wow. So, you, so that, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. move your damn car. That makes sense. The, but yeah it seems like all of these cars like the Porsche and yeah. this new Audi I mean they're the basic the internals are going to be pretty similar yeah and then it's how they what they do with that yeah I don't know I think like I think like I mean it's, it's obviously it's go, it is going that way I think there's we need 
someone needs to think about what's happening with the batteries, the degradation of the batteries, because obviously Tesla, I think to change the batteries on the Tesla is like 40 grand or something. Mm. And they don't last forever. So no. at some point you're going to get a Tesla yeah. that's worth that's 10 years that's old. Worth, that's 10 years old. It's worth nothing. It's, yeah, it's worth less. You know, it's, it, you actually have to pay someone five grand to take up your hands yeah. because the battery's 40 grand and the car's worth 30. You might have some sort of, like you have a car warranty, you might take out like a battery. Well, yeah, but I don't think you do. With te- I think with Tesla, not yet. I think, yeah, not yet. But at some point there's going to be an awful lot of Teslas that are absolutely worthless because no one's, it's going to be cheaper to stick a, an Escort engine in yeah. than it is to, you know. <laughs> swap out the yeah, whole battery like, pack. Yeah, swap out the whole, take the battery pack out, bin it. So someone's got to really think about, about what's going to happen. What happens to their end of life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, at that point in time, there's no servicing on a Tesla. No. It's not like you need to change brakes. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, there's got to be something that you can do with these batteries. Uh, otherwise, they're all going to end up stockpiling. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. As we were saying, we were talking about Geneva Motor Show. Yeah. JLR have just announced, I think it was this week, that they're not, they're not going. Really? And also Ford and Volvo are also not going to Geneva. Mm. Which I think... Geneva Motor Show, as a show, is the only one I go to now. Yeah, me. And obviously you, you're going... It's probably a good place to meet clients and yeah. chat to people and hang out. You're probably not necessarily meeting random people there or sometimes... Um, well, obviously I go... I go generally with my Mansori hat on. So yeah. I spend most of the time on the Mansori stand where I will kind of meet and greet and, you know, find, get new inquiries and whatever else. So it's, yeah, that's it for me. But then in the evenings, I'll go, I will have plans to go and see mates and, you know, or I'll pop over to Koenigsegg and say hello to the guys yeah. there or, or whatever it is. But I guess it's interesting though that Jaguar Land, that those guys aren't going because it's difficult to go and see, as we were saying earlier, it's difficult to go and see a new product these days. Yeah. You know, and obviously they, they had that, that two-door coupe that they showed at Geneva, uh, mm. Land Rover, yes. two-door Range Rover coupe. Um, and they were only making, you know, 100 of them, whatever it was. But they'd, they'd sold them all before before they showed it at, the, at Geneva. Yeah. You know, so I sort of don't see the point in, you know, if you're going to, if, if everything is sold, then fine, don't do it. But, you know, sure there's going to be people in and around Geneva that are going to be thinking, well, I might get a Range Rover. Or they might be like, well, I might get a... Yeah, Volvo V70, and then they'll, they'll, they'll stand they'll stand next to the Range Rover because it's opposite Volvo, and go, oh, actually, well, that's the same price. Oh, okay, well, yeah, let's get that. You know, and I, I do think I do think it will. They might not see it impact sales. They might be quite happy with the sales. It's not a cheap thing to do. I think that's the part of it, isn't it? They spend. I think Mansouri millions and millions. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah, but Man, you, you know, Mansouri yeah. was like eight cars. Yeah, I think it was like it's over a million euros. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's not a particularly techie stand or no, like no. in terms of size no, and it's, whatever. It's, it's literally the size, getting all the cars there, um, getting, you know, staffing it, food and drink, yeah. merch. God knows how much like VW spent. Millions, yeah. And you go to something like Festival of, Festival of Speed and we're starting to see cars launched at events like Festival of Speed yeah. or on on like... Forza or something as opposed to Geneva now I, I if I was a manufacturer and I was coming out with a exclusive new interesting car mm. I wouldn't do it at Geneva because that's where you know if you, if, if someone there was that year a couple of years ago when they laugh and 19 and whatever yeah. everything it was like five new hype cars and yeah. they all came out yeah. on one day 
Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of material for, that's going to be released on the same day that is going to get lost a little. Yeah. So it does make sense to do it away from. And that. you might get someone like was it last year Apollo? Yeah. They didn't go to the show. Yeah. But they just like popped around. up yeah. around town and they got yeah. way more buzz Absolutely. than anyone else and Absolutely. they spent no money on it. Yeah. But they did they did their official Did you come to the launch? So they did their official no. launch at the showroom in Knightsbridge, our showroom in Knightsbridge. All oh, right. And we, we the did, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it, it was quite a uh, it was an interesting event actually, but we just had I invited some of my clients, they invited some of their clients and we just had we white walled everything, backlit, white walled everything, just had the car in the middle, um, and doors closed and it was it was it was crazy, but that was six months before mm. their official launch. Um and again they sold they you know, that event and then subsequent sort of private events around the world, they sold all the cars. Yeah. Um but that what they did with that and what they've done at various events around the world showing that car um, and the way they've done it is much more viral than anyone else does. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, that really suits the car because it is obviously a bonkers thing. Um, There's that video of it in Geneva doing a burnout. Yes. Outside a hotel or something. Yeah, yeah. That went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but the noise of that, I have not heard a car like that for a long time. Yeah. No, I, I mean, obviously it's not yet past an MOT but let's <laughs> yeah they're not making many of them so they're making 10 yeah 10 not it yeah. I, I saw it at um, there was an event I don't think you were there there was an event at Macari in the daytime and then correct yeah, yeah. and then there was an yeah. evening event um, yeah. I saw it there and heard it fire up and yes. drive around or whatever yeah, yeah. it's just bad Life shit <laughs> but it's a um, it's a Ferrari yeah V12 yeah, it's like an FXX engine or something. Well, it's it's actually well, it's the same engine as the F12, and yeah. the FXX and everything, and everything else, but and La Ferrari, but without the hybrid. But they've just sort of peaked it, played with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. <laughs> nuts, nuts. The interior is superb as well. Um, what else has been released recently? New Range Rover Evoque. Not <laughs> I mean. I'd... <laughs> I, someone had told me it was gonna it was someone who had, was JLR related yeah. and they were like yeah. oh it's completely different and it's gonna bring it back into like the rest of the fault and I saw it and I was like it looks like this the other ones the interior looks like the current ones it's probably gonna get nicked just as often yeah. as a normal Range Rover I'll wait for the Beckham edition <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly there's been some new do you, mean, follow, do you follow WEC at all? no you know like well during Le Mans and all yeah, that sort of stuff yeah. uh, there's some new rules for their okay. top prototype class which is going to be the the LaFerrari yeah that so sort of type stuff I've heard about that yeah um, basically they've come up with their rules for it's, I think it's 2020 or 2021 when they're coming in um, uh, it's just basically you have to have the car has to its engine has to be a version of the road car engine yeah um you're allowed front axle curves, curves, which probably the road cars, I imagine, won't have. Mm. Uh, you have to have at least 25 equipped with that engine have to be made the year after you've run it in okay. competition. Because okay. I think Ford, with their GT, yeah. ran very close to these rules mm. because... There they was, had to deliver one or something before, yeah. and they ended up delivering one nine months before anything else, which went to like yeah, it went to like Mr. Henry Ford, Ford Junior, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was delivered on like 
the December. 31st of December, <laughs> yeah. like didn't yeah. go on a road, yeah, just absolutely. in the showroom. Uh, and then the year after, they have to make 100 cars. That's apparently. right, yeah. Maximum output of the engine has been, lim- it's been set to 580 horsepower mm. plus the hybrid, which means a lot of these engines will have to be detuned. Yeah. It's a bit lame, but yeah. I guess a 600... Oh, sorry, 680 horsepower natural acceleration engine. I could live with that. So I think Apollo had planned to go to Le Mans. Because I know they, they had a hookup with Glickenhaus, and yeah. Glickenhaus was going there in a big way, isn't he? But Yeah, he's racing, yeah, I think it's currently just VLN, but I don't yeah. know whether they... I'm, I'm guessing if when this class comes in, I would have thought Glickenhaus would, would go into yeah. that because they're like, well, we, we've got a car yeah, yeah, and we've been racing it and yeah. it's bloody quick. Mm. Um, they're like 1,040 kilos. You're allowed movable aerodynamic devices, active aero, I guess. Um, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. We'll see it when it happens. Yeah. Um, Novatec, I don't know, wide body 720S. Have yeah, you seen that? I've seen that. I'm not sure about the colour. Uh, so, apparently, when asked about the colour, they said, we want something that showed off the carbon to yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. And would give some attention, and it does. It does. It's like yeah. a sort of I don't know, like it was like a camel cream, cream. Yeah, that is it's a horrible color. It's kind of like your kitchen cupboards. <laughs> yeah, I'd say they're slightly. Yeah, it's probably not far off. Not far off. I would have to say my kitchen doesn't look too bad, but yeah, that no, car. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it works in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> just not on that car. And they've they've tweaked the engine, done that stuff. It looks a bit more like a Senna. Yeah, it does, yeah. What do you think of the Senna? Um, I haven't driven one yet, so I'll reserve judgment until I've driven one. Okay, uh, fair enough. I think I don't like the styling, hmm. but in the flesh it's a lot better than... And uh, and spec, depending on the spec. Yeah, yeah, the spec makes a massive difference. Absolutely massive difference. And there's some there's some interesting specs out there. There are. There are, yeah. <laughs> there definitely are. Uh, yeah. There's but quite a few for sale. There's a lot for sale. I don't... Considering the car is so rare. And so, like, undelivered. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, it seems strange. I think... I think there was... So, I I, I, I was offered car number... Actually, I better not say what car number it is. A number. I, trouble. I was offered a very early car, and we very nearly did, very nearly did a deal on it for $1.5 million. Yeah. It's about... It was about... Uh, I think the list on the car on that particular car was uh, like $900 yeah the guy he'd gone for the watch he'd gone for everything he was mm. keeping the watch so he hadn't factored that in but he'd, yeah. got, he'd got the um, that's a good thing to sell as well yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he'd got the carbon water dispenser and all this oh. sort of stuff well, it's literally uh, a carbon water bottle it's just a water bottle <laughs> it's like five grand or something yeah, yeah it's mental but it's good it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting car I think McLaren and I feel like they've got a little bit lost at the moment. I'm not entirely sure what they're what they're up to, but the 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 center will definitely. I mean, it's it's incredibly quick. Yeah, incredibly quick. But yeah, there's a lot for sale at the moment. A lot for sale. Yeah, I think I saw a picture of Macari the other day, and they had, yeah, two, he had two, two black ones. International and collectibles have got two. There's a guy in Recon London's got one. Yeah, yeah. There seems to be a lot for sale. How many they're making? 500? 500 and something, yeah. And then some spiders. 
Oh yeah, I didn't even know they were doing a spider, but they probably will. They're doing a sp- <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. I don't know what that'll look like. Whether they'll have still have the big wing. Yeah, I don't know. They've not done the seven twenty spider yet, have they? That's a good question. That's that must be that soon. must be coming. And I, I bet that's a Geneva job. That's got to be, be Geneva. Because I remember someone telling me about it maybe being a sliding roof or a sort of a, almost a targa style roof. Um, They're kind of like a targa anyway. Yeah, it sounded it sounded interesting. And I, I do like some of the tech that McLaren are coming out with yeah. at the moment. But I, remember, I listened to your podcast about the uh, speed tail as well. Oh, <laughs> my uh, little rant. Yeah, not not quick enough. It's not. It's not. No. It, like when you've got someone like Koenigsegg putting whatever sixteen hundred yeah. horsepower into yeah. a car, Bugatti, yeah, just the Chiron, you know, it's pretty quick. Yeah, and it's cool. Looks good. Yeah, comfy. You've got to do one or the other, haven't you? you yeah. You know, three seats, I don't think, is enough. Like, no. it's cool. Yeah. And a tinting windscreen. And a tinting windscreen. And a gold badge. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, actually, when I was driving along, I was driving down the motorway yesterday, and it was absolutely pissing it down. Yeah. And the wing mirrors were quite difficult to see. Mm. How do little cameras work in the rain? That's a great question. So I had that as a question. How many people are going to drive them in the rain? Well, not necessarily intentionally. True. But it will happen. It will happen. happen. People drive these cars. But then I thought, okay, like GT3 race cars, they have cameras. Mm. I don't know where the cameras are. They also have wing mirrors. But they have cameras that show backwards and they must work in the rain to an extent. Or maybe they don't. I wonder if they're they're slightly covered. I wonder if the the camera's set back a little bit from the the glass and then... Because, you know, when you're reversing your car... Obviously, in the rain, but it's because it's slightly in from the bumper. Yeah, it's whatever, not quite it's so not, bad. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's not water pouring down. I hope. That, the hopefully, they will have thought about that. I'm sure they would. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because the GT3 cars have really funky tech yeah. about that tracks the cars that are coming up behind and like highlights them and says where they are. So I imagine the Speedtail will have similar sort of stuff. Like if someone's coming to overtake you, yeah, it, it will have. like ping up on the screen, yeah, highlight it. And be like, put your foot down. This guy... This guy's going to get you. He's going to get past. He's like, oh no, he's in a Koenigsegg. He's coming past. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> he's only got two seats. <laughs> so I normally sort of round off these podcasts with five questions. Okay. So first one, do you have a... Or what's your most memorable driving trip or journey in a car do you have one that sort of stands out yeah I mean I've done I've done quite a few nice drives but the one that really stands out uh, for a number of different reasons I actually one of my clients this is probably going back maybe 10 years 8 maybe 10 years 8, 10 years something like that it was with a friend of mine who up in Manchester and this this client had asked me to drive his SLR down to uh, Monaco for him Good times. Yeah. He wanted to transport it down, but he'd run out of time. He wanted it down there for a wedding. So on the Friday morning, no, on the Thursday night, he asked me to jump in the car and drive it down to South France for him. And I turned up and he had wrapped the car in chrome for the uh, for Just the like reflective chrome. Reflective chrome. So I picked the car up in Bolton, which is just, which just north of Manchester, and uh, drove it the sort of thousand miles down, yeah. to, down to Monaco. But... On the way down, we had a... There was a bit of an incident. The There's a car in front that was going quite slowly. 
um, and a car on the inside lane that was determined to take a photo of me of the car. Mm. Um, so he, the guy undertaking, the guy undertaking me was in like a big Ford Explorer, a big like what not an Explorer? What was it? Oh, I can't remember now. A big people carrier. Uh, and he was determined to over, to undertake me to take a photo, but the guy in front was going quite slowly. So I flashed the guy in front to get out of the way because I was annoyed yeah. with this guy, and I just thought I'm getting out of the way and put my foot down. Um, unfortunately, by the time he reacted to me flashing my lights, the in, the car on the inside lane had gotten next to the car that was in front yeah. of me, and they ended up having a crash oh, no. uh, right in front of me. And if I was in any other car. I definitely would have hit them, but the SLR had such good brakes. Like, it, I mean, they yeah. warmed up. They're not very good brakes normally, but or not very good to this standards <laughs> these days. But yeah, I managed to stop completely and avoid it. That was quite interesting. But then also hit some pretty high speeds in France in the car. But the other amazing trip was I did some work for Kim.com mm-hmm. back in the day. And he asked me to arrange a trip to around Europe with, and he was flying eight cars from New Zealand to Europe to drive around Europe. Good times. And he had, uh, what did he have? He had three CLK DTMs. There is a video. There is a few videos. Three CLK DTMs, ML63, ML63s. He had CL65, CL63, S65, S63. He had all sorts of stuff. It was amazing. But I got a phone call. The Most of the cars hadn't had landed but they were getting transported over to over to Barcelona he started his trip and he asked me to he said look I need all the cars here by Monday no problem yeah we've got a truck booked then on the Friday night he said I'm going to need a car here tomorrow I said well the truck's not leaving till Monday morning he'll be with you Wednesday sort of thing uh, he said, well, you're going to have to jump in the S-Class. I need one of the cars. And this is 4 p.m. on a Friday, and he wanted it in Barcelona on Saturday morning. So I jumped in and drove through the night down to Barcelona. That is a long but way. It was a long, it was a long way. But at, at one point, I had... I'd had night vision on in this, S, on this <laughs> S65 uh, and cruise control. And I just, I remember just blasting with, with night vision, just watching the night vision. And just, it was just so funny. <laughs> it was just like, had night, good music on and just just driving through the night down to Barcelona. But actually before I'd left England, I got a phone call about 8 p.m. on, on Friday saying, um, have you left England yet? I said, no, no, I've not left yet. Right, go and buy, uh, go and buy as many bottles of tomato ketchup as you can buy. We need, some, <laughs> we need some tomato ketchup. So I went and cleared out the local Asda of tomato ketchup and like filled the S-Class boot with tomato ketchup and then just bombed down to Barcelona. But yeah, that was a good, that was a good trip as well. <laughs> okay. Five car garage. Oh yes, unlimited value. Okay. The only caveat is it has to sort of fit into your current lifestyle, so you can't like move country or whatever to accommodate for this. So you know you've got to drive your daily heat as you would. Okay. Um. Okay, it's five cars, so I've got to have a daily. Obviously, that. Okay, well, I'd probably go. This is so. It's so. I think about this a lot, but Mm. I still get stumped. I'll start from the top, I guess, and work down. So I definitely have a Zonda. Right. Which one? I'd probably go I'd probably go Cinque Roadster or Tricolore. Yeah, yeah. One of those one of those probably. Um So that's that's probably that ticks the hypercar box. I could have a few hypercars, couldn't I probably? I'd definitely go LFA. I yeah. think. I'd I love an LFA. I had a had a few hundred miles in LFA once, which was pretty pretty amazing. Um 
that's oh, unlimited budget, unlimited budget. Maybe I, I really like a CLK uh, GTR or DTM or mm. something like something like that as a bit of a a bonkers thing. I'd stick a singer in there as well. Yeah, you only got one slot left. Yeah, I know. Well, now I'm gonna have to go boring daily driver. Yeah. Kind of. So daily driver, I'm a bit. Well, I've got a little boy, so I'd have to. Have, I'd have to, I need to have a few seats, but I'd either go for something like a Mansory GLS, like a bit gangster, right, or a or a Range Rover, Mansory Range Rover, or something like that. As my day, repping the brand, repping the brand, <laughs> uh, so I could put it through as a tax yeah. right. <laughs> no, I'd probably yeah, I'd probably go. I'd probably do something like that. I think yeah. Good times, but, yeah. What what's yours? Have you been asked this yet? I've not. What, what would be my five car? You've got to be prepped. You've got to be prepped. I'm not prepped. I can't I, uh, that's not come back at you. Uh, well, I think I've, I've had, like, I, I would have a sing At the moment, if you ask me, like, right now, yeah. what would be in it? Uh, I'd have one of those Singer DLSs. Yeah. That would be my, like, sports car, take it to the track, yeah. do road trips, yeah. whatever, occasionally. My daily, I like something small. And sort of unassuming. Yeah. So I quite like having my M2 for what it sort of does. But if it was like, uh, I, I, I don't know, I'd maybe have like a C63S or something. Yeah, I, I want something similar or just a new M2 competition, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. day to day. So then I've got the DLS as a track car. Ben, who I had on the last podcast, mentioned he'd have an F1 car, and I was like, well, actually. You can't beat an F1 car on track. That's true. Like a true. one of the V8s or V10s. Screw yeah. the modern ones. Yeah, something like that. I think would probably be up there. Something yeah, that's nuts. Not a bad. Yeah. So that's what's that three? So I've got two more slots. That's a lot See, of slots. I, I peaked too soon, didn't I? Then it's then it gets really <laughs> tricky. I would have a race car. I would have. Um, I'd probably have the new Porsche RSR. Like the yeah. current mid-engine one, and I would race that. Yeah, and be a badass. Would your Formula One car not count class as the race? No, because I'm not. I'm not going to race an F1, but you I could, could go you to could the one. The course of Cliente thing. That's not racing. Anyone oh, okay. that tells you that that no. is racing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've been to a few days. A few days watching that, and it is it is comedy. It's cool. Like it's yeah. cool. It, it's definitely not racing, but no. it's definitely not racing. No, and absolutely. people that do that stuff and tell you that they're racing. Yeah. They're, they're wrong no, yeah. but yeah I think like an RSR that would allow me to go to Le Mans yeah and race it that'd be badass yeah and I've got one more slot I think I'd, I'd probably just have maybe like a Range Rover or yeah Range Rover's a good shout as an everyday I don't know, I don't know usable car I feel like I've just got an extra slot that I don't just know what to do it's just a spare I keep, I keep hold of it series. yeah I'll work it out like, I've got it I've got it I've got it yes that's this it one. <laughs> Yeah, or someone else will come with a good one like yeah I'm nicking that you're like that one of the next questions may come up to this if you could only drive one car for the rest of your life there is a slight caveat to this one okay uh, in the sense that you're allowed to have like a 500 pound beta that you know <laughs> with like five seats and transport stuff okay so other than that you've got one car ooh um I mean if it has to tick every single box and run around you know you've got to get do your trips, your luggage, everything. One car, one car. It probably would be something AMG. Mm. I don't know. I would. I mean, a C63S probably wouldn't. I don't know. There's that is a tough question. That is a tough question. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe an AMG of some sort. CC3S. Okay. I've I've added another car to my garage. What is it? F1 GTR. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Done. Done. Completed. If you... Uh, there's like a couple more. What's the best value car for under £50,000 that you can think of at the moment? Best value car for under fifty. Or the best car for under fifty grand. Hmm. If you had fifty grand, what would you go buy? That's a slightly different question. That's a slightly different question. I mean, I guess from a value perspective, you'd probably personally, I would look at, at buying something that's on its way up rather yeah. than you know because val- value. I mean, you, you know, there's all sorts. Of, we've just we've touched on it today. Like there's, you know, you get an awful lot of money, an awful lot of car for your money on, for example. I don't know, like a, a used R8. You know, yes. You get, you know, you can pick them up for sub 30, like, you know, yeah. or, or Bentley GT or V8 Vantage or whatever. All sorts of cars, uh, yeah. old M6 or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, you get an awful lot of car for your money. But from a from a value perspective, they are all in there. Um, I, I mean, I really like, I, I think an Aston, Aston Martin Vantage of, so, like, as new mm. as you could, V10 if you could, Manual, if you could, like I don't, I know they're they're V10. sort of, uh, V12. Sorry, I know yeah. they, they get like the this they're sort of they're not quite at fifty yet. I don't think. No, they're not. Uh, but 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 great when, car. when they get there, yeah, that, that is the one. They're when a be. V12 like a manual V12 Vantage gets down to like fifty, yeah, <laughs> I think they're sixties at the moment, aren't they? And so they they're getting quite possibly there. they're getting down there. I think we saw the we saw the uh, a brand new. Uh, V12S recently yeah, like well like 100 100 and, it was 155 new mm. um, and I think it went for like 115 or 110 yeah but they're but yeah they, they are an awful lot of car for the money when you're saying like, with cars going up and down is there any particular like we're in I feel like we're in a bit of a funny stage yeah of uh, cars and stuff do you do you think certain cars are always going to go up or anything with a horse on the front of it anything with a horse though (laughs) over time you think over time yeah you've got you know periods of time you look at even 6 and 5 LTs things like that at the moment they're obviously they're only going one way but they are going to be they are going to appreciate they're going to be in 10-15 years they'll be double what they are now yeah but it's it's I think at the moment there's, there's a lot of the world is getting smaller and there's an awful lot of cars that you can pick up in the Middle East that don't sell well in the Middle East that sell really well in Europe there's a mm. lot of cars in the Far East that don't sell well in the Far East that can sell well in South Africa in UK whatever some of those things are are really worth buying so that even America's obviously got the 25 year rule yeah um, and there's a lot Cha-ching. of people there's a lot of people using that at the moment so even even when, I think when we were talking about F40s yeah we were talking about storing it for a couple of years because of the 20% yeah. age and 20 year or 20 year um tax status that you can you know benefit yeah. from but there's a there's an awful lot of cars that at the moment are not allowed to be in america yeah uh, zondas i mean we i've recently bought a couple of m5 tourings the older ones that are just turning 25 oh, okay yeah that are going to go that are going over straight into america and then you know that they're, they're you can buy them in europe for considerably less than they are in america yeah that sort of stuff like it's it's just working out working out the markets really there's a lot of differences you know for example you can buy, you know, you can buy some of the new, like the newer cars that you can buy in Asia that are considerably cheaper than they are in the UK because over there, 
the depreciation is is quicker. Um, right. Because the tax is so high, you you can actually if you export it, you can claim some of the tax back. Uh, okay. So there's some there's some kind of discrepancies between all the markets. Yeah. But then at the same time, because the 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 sterling is shot at the moment, mm. any left hand drive here is selling well in Europe because. It's cheap. Europe, yeah, it's cheap. And I, I didn't realise until very recently that a lot of cars in Europe are more expensive. Like, uh, yeah. anyone I know of, but I'm sure a bunch of, like the GG3. The GG3 was like a £180,000 car yeah. in Europe, yeah. whereas it's like 130 here. Yeah. Well, one of, one of my Qatari Royal family members who looks after, look after his cars, he, um, he just bought, he ordered a Urus from London, mm. left-hand drive, because it works out like 20k cheaper than than buying yeah. it in Germany or buying it in Qatar yeah well that makes sense yeah that's crazy that that sort of thing still happens it still happens yeah. but then currency fluctuations are, are a real and, thing and you can't change your price list every couple of weeks because no. people end, end up end, wait nine months you can't say well it could be on yeah you try and hedge it yeah <laughs> it might not be you've got to sit on it and that's that so but yeah interesting uh, last question what is the most interesting car to you right now or for you um in terms of in in what in what sort of sense uh, maybe like sort of car the recent car that's come out in the last year what's the most I'm looking forward to the, find new, most the new well, I, I guess um, actually the new the new Porsche um, electric stuff is, is going to be pretty impressive I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with yeah. that I think that's that's pretty intriguing. Do you know what? It's a bit of a a guilty. I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking. Like, I can't wait to see what the, the Cullinan's like on the road. I mean, it's. I don't know why. It's just one of these. It's like such a behemoth. It's absolutely massive. It's obscene. But I just, I don't know. It's still going to float like a boat, and I just, I don't know. It's that, that's quite interesting for me. But um, when are they landing? Do you know? They're like they're landing. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're around. I think my first one. I haven't June, seen one yet. The end of the year. Uh, <laughs> but yeah there I don't know what's what else is interesting in the moment I, I mean I, I really like the sort of the tuna market I like the look of the like ABT are doing some cool things at right the moment and, you can um, get like so much power yeah out of so many of the just current turbocharged cars absolutely like ridiculously so yeah I think because the 911 has now gone turbocharged yeah. I saw that someone I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm sure a few people have done it now like Litchfield had a Carrera T yeah. which is the the base Carrera engine it's like 365 or mm. 70 horsepower or something like that and they remapped it put an exhaust on it and it's yeah. 480 you yeah. know and a lot yeah. to, a lot more torque You're like well that that's what a turbo used to be two years ago yeah I think the 992, the 992 is going to be a great car. I guess the, the, the one that's the most interesting for me is probably the Valkyrie. Yeah, that's that. That when I'm it really, comes out. yeah. Obviously, we've now seen photos of the final car and the rest mm. of it. Apparently, the final car, <laughs> and I think that that one's going to be very interesting when it drops. Actually, when that drops, if one of those drives past me on the street, I know. I know. That's that's exactly it. That's the moment. I think that's what we're waiting for. The thing is, as well, like. I know some people either they haven't necessarily said they're getting them but like I know some people that are getting them yeah. and I know some people that I feel like will be getting them yeah. which means I will see one yeah absolutely and I will hear one yeah <gasps> yeah there's a few there's a few people getting them yeah 
one of the chaps that stores his cars with me is getting one. But yeah, no, there's there's some very cool cars around. But yeah, the Valkyrie's going to be insane. Yeah, of, of all the, those ones, now it may be the furthest away. But oh, yeah, possibly yeah. But it possibly. just looks just looks ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think seeing one with exposed kind of like maybe tinted blue carbon and mm. stuff like that that's going to look really, really put a stripe on it whatever yeah yeah straight pipes <laughs> <laughs> that's going to look really cool yeah that'd be cool okay well I think that's that's probably it okay. thanks for coming along absolutely enjoy have it. a little chat yeah hopefully it recorded yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good stuff cool bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.